Hello and welcome to the Football Formlabs podcast. Happy St Patrick's Day to the millions of Irish listeners I'm sure will be tuning into the show, which I can assure you will be filled with the cock-eyed optimism of a drunk leprechaun and the wisdom of a Dublin landlord pulling the perfect pint of Guinness. With me are head analyst Alex Caldicott and making his podcast debut, it's the man who looks like Bono's tattoo artist, it's analyst Chris Lovett. How are you feeling, Chris? It makes a change from the Russell Brown Jesus comparison. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. How are, you, how are you doing, Alex? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good Friday afternoon here. Uh, coming up for you on today's podcast, we have a wide array of statistical snacks and tipping tidbits to amuse and astonish. We'll be covering the Premier League, having a quick look at the outrights for the Champions League following today's draw, discussing the best bets and games in Europe, and hearing from George about the Six Nations. And in our usual jukebox better and for and against sections, and we've got the makings of a cracking podcast. So, as per, we'll start with the Premiership. Uh, you had a couple of weeks with you know less action than usual, um, but now we've got a full slate for the first time in a while before the international break. Uh, and the big game that I want to talk about first actually is we'll leave City versus Liverpool aside for a second. But the the one of the big stories in the Prem this, this week has been the sacking of Aitor Karanka at Middlesbrough, and they host Man United. Uh, this weekend, Man United facing Anderlecht in the last 16 of the Europa League. Last eight. Last eight, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I clearly not been paying attention. Last eight of the Europa League. You know, you were saying earlier that there are really are no good teams left in the Europa League apart from possibly. Well, 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 no, Man United are 2.5 to win the Europa League. Okay. But they're 3.0 for a top four finish. Mm. Best price on odds checker. So, um, yeah, the Europa League, much easier. To yeah. much easier way into the Champions League for Jose's boys next season. Do you think that Middlesbrough will get a lift or will they still be in a slump after the sacking of Karanka? Is there any added value to backing them on the handicap perhaps this week given that they've lost the manager? Um, I'll tell you what, Man United are 1.73. That seems quite a big price. It does, doesn't it? Considering Middlesbrough can't score a goal. They haven't won for an awfully long time. Uh, one in ten. Yeah. Failed to score in four. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, I guess the team news for United is going to come into play with Pogba presumably injured and Herrera suspended. Which um, is Latan still out? Is Latan still suspended? Still suspended. Still suspended I guess Rooney's out, so, <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were saying Man United look a look a big price, they look a big price without a lot of their a lot of their you know scorers. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether Pogba's a miss. Um, yeah, Herrera, I think Herrera is probably a, a big absence, but yeah. yeah, if they're going to control the game, I think uh, I assume Carrick and Fellaini come in. Yeah, I not the most dynamic <laughs> no. uh, pairing, but you paid. Then you got Mata and Mkhitaryan and Rashford. There's still options. Is Martial still out injured? He's not in Jose Sports, I believe. Was uh... <laughs> is the way you put it. Fair enough. Well, it might be a Man United win to nil there that we're looking at. That might be it an option but it looks like a low scoring game either way doesn't it I'd say so yeah good stuff and the other one I wanted to talk about before we get on to the sort of blue ribbon debate of the Sunday afternoon was uh, West Ham versus Leicester and and seems after their draw uh, today with Leicester facing Atletico in the next round of the Champions League that the, the relegation Champions League double is still not completely out of the question here well, I think, yeah, Hull got that win over Swansea, didn't they? Which yeah, kind yeah. of gave them a, a bit of a glimmer of hope of getting out of there. But I think uh, Leicester are playing so much better. I think they should have one eye on the fact that 
they're only six points away from the top half of the table, not, <laughs> not three points from relegation. That's uh, a fair point. And yeah, they're three points clear of Hull with a game in hand. For I, I would say someone like they're only four points behind Burnley, have a, and they've got a game in hand on them. There are teams around. There are I mean, and no one's talking about Burnley getting relegated. True. I think there's a lot more motivation for Leicester as well. Their opponent's West Ham season is, is effectively over. Yeah. There's nothing to play for for West Ham. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and they do sort of seem to have got over the problem of scoring goals in the last few games. Mm-hmm. Eight. So I think. What Leicester, I, 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 I like Leicester both teams to score. That's the to score. Because West Ham, they've been involved in some pretty high scoring games. Eight of the last nine have had at least three. Six of these have had four or more. Um, and with Leicester getting back to more usual self, I think Leicester at both teams to score at six point is a pretty big price. That's a pretty big price. Yeah. I feel like the focus hasn't really taken into account the Shakespeare effect or the new manager effects. Yeah, they're definitely playing more like the team that finished last season. That's probably true. And if you had to, who do you think will finish higher? It's like off the wall, but who do you think will finish higher out of Leicester or Bournemouth? Um, Leicester. They're three points behind with a game in hand. Ooh, okay. So. Yeah, I'm not going to screw with that. No. <laughs> I mean, Bournemouth against Swansea that, this weekend, I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big game, really, because I don't know if Lorente's fit, he was definitely a doubt. Mm, and I was reading he probably is going to make it. Yeah. But I'm not certain. If uh, Eddie Howe loses his job at the end of the season, which I don't think will happen, but if they go down, it's not out of the question. Which do you think will have been the more scandalous acting, Ranieri or Howe? Given the depths in which Eddie Howe found Well, found Ranieri's been, uh, it seems like a good move, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think, I think it'd be very, very harsh even if they went down to get rid of Howe. True. I mean, I think that stand quite a good chance of coming straight back up. Yeah. I think six... I don't think for a second they will go down. I think six points at this stage is a is a massive gap over. I can't exactly the, see a mass exodus either. The likes yeah. of likes of Hull and Middlesbrough and Sunderland don't look like they're going to string three or four wins together. That's yeah. a fair point. And their games are running out. So it's true. Um, just finally, I suppose we can't avoid talking about um, two of our, our Man United fans' least favourite teams, uh, Man City. <laughs> Hosting Liverpool on Sunday afternoon. City dumped out of the Champions League, something we did tip up on our checker. Uh, that was uh, Monaco to qualify. That was four to one when we got that right, which is very nice. Um, and but Liverpool are still struggling. Which way do you see this one going? Well, I'm going to buck the trend. Yeah. Stop this uh, Liverpool bashing that we see time every week. Um, for me, I think there's a signs of recovery. They've won three of the last four, and they've beaten City in the last four in the league as well. Uh, and I think when you look at the records against top seven sides of Guardiola and Klopp this season, there's a, there's a big contrast there. Mm. I mean, uh, for Guardiola, he's lost half of his eight, including a 1-0 defeat to Anfield. And the only side he's beaten on home turf in that slick group is Arsenal, who, who pretty much used everyone in the top seven. It's true. Yeah, and City were useless at the top seven or eight last season. Yeah, uh, and Klopp is win six, draw four, lost zero in these games this season. Pretty good. So you're backing, what, what, what price are Liverpool then? Uh, they're three to one. They're three to one? Yeah. It's a big price for Liverpool, so we'll back, back with this. But there. Jordan Henderson, is he going to be missing? He's, he's, I think he's likely to be missing. He wasn't, well, he wasn't named in the England squad, was he? No. Mm. Um, and their record gets a lot worse when he's missing. Really? Yeah. They've, um, their away record since the start of last season without him is 1-3, drawn five, lost six. Not ideal. Conceded 19 times in the last 10 he's, uh, away games he's missed. 
I, I like the uh, the Liverpool draw no bet. Okay. Yeah, that's pro. Liverpool draw no bet cover on the on the draw sounds sensible there. Um. Okay. So that's three big games uh, with a lot at stake. Um. Let's have a a quick turnaround to the jukebox bet slip section, um, where this week's artist is Bruce Springsteen. Um, I want to hear your short, medium, and long price bets. Uh, your short title is uh, Born to Run, which one is the Born to, to Run kind. Uh, your medium price is Dancing in the Dark, which one has an air of mystery. And the, the longer price one is Dream Baby Dream, uh, which I think was actually a cover, but still, you know, we're, we're going to shoot one. I was hoping we'd get Glory Days in there. Oh, I did think about Glory Days. Well, you can, you can call you can call any of your Glory Days if you want to, whichever the short price one, whichever one you want, if you want to invoke other. I'll work by Springsteen, I'm not going to stop you. As always, there is half a slice of chocolate Guinness cake because it is um, St. Patrick's Day on the table before us. The person who most convincingly links their bets to the artist or the justifies their bets most convincingly takes half the cake with the other half coming later. So, Chris, let's start with you. What is your short price bet? My short bet is actually the Liverpool draw no bets. Okay. And I think Liverpool's gegenpressing pressing means they're born to run in this match. Ah, uh, very nice. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I've already lost, haven't I? They're going to have, going to have better days in this one. Okay, nice. Um, right, Alex, what do you think? Um, I'm going for an Everton win to nil against Hull. And I don't really have a good way of linking that into Born to Run. Alright. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hull, they won't score because Nyasi, who's their joint top scorer, despite joining on loan from Everton in uh, January and only played eight games and only started three. He's their joint top, he's their joint top scorer. It is um, grim, So, yeah, they, they won't be scoring, so Everton will win to nil. Good stuff. Right, your medium pre- price bet, the one for which you're dancing in the dark. Uh, I'm returning to the Man United's Middlesbrough game. I've gone for draw Man United, so there's going to be no surrender from Middlesbrough in the first half. Okay. <laughs> Um, as we discussed, I think the crank is sacking. There's there's good reason to think they might draw the first half here. Man United have drawn have won seven out of eight against the bottom six, including each of their four on the road. They've drawn the first half in six of the last seven against promoted sides, which I think is pretty pretty strong. Whilst obviously they had Ibrahimovic suspended, it makes the breakthrough a bit more difficult. They've only won the first half twice in the last eight. Uh, and whilst I fully expect Man United to go on and complete the job eventually. I think Middlesbrough have a have a little bit of resilience there to show. They're generally generally not so bad. They they sort of have a, a good defence but no attack. And so I think the draw Man United at four point seven five is, is a pretty good price. Much more value than the outright win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna my dancing in the dark selection is Granada to win at three point eight. I I highlighted them the other week. They haven't won away all season. Okay. But they're playing Sporting Gijon who uh, have only won, I think, twice in 24 games. And uh, I believe the Granada fans will be, will be definitely dancing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, they'll probably do it, I suspect, with a win to nil. Okay. But I, I haven't got the price for that, so I'm That's gonna... all right. We'll go with the Granada win. You are, we are, this is really top-class broadcasting here, folks. Right, okay, your long shots then, boys. Um, the one for which you are saying dream, baby, dream. Mm. Well, reason to believe as well. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going for draw Sevilla half-time, yeah. full-time, uh, against Atletico. 
Uh, so they also failed to win last season on the road. Um, but they've won five of the last seven away. They've only lost once in the last 13 in a row. Uh, and against the top six this season, a win three, draw two, lost one, including a draw win against Atletico earlier on in the season. Whilst Atletico, uh, against the top six this season, have been pretty bad, drawing one and losing five. Um, and so, given that Atletico are 1.71, that seems rather ridiculous. I mean, Sevilla at 5.85 is decent, but I think the draw Sevilla at 12.0 is a, is a big price. It's a big price. All right, then, Alex. Um, Calgary. 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 Yeah, that's the one. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're going to win. Against? Uh, Lazio. They okay. are 6.6. Uh, they're the fifth highest scorers at home in Serie A this season. They've won seven of their 13 matches um, there. Lazio are missing uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who is a key central midfielder for them. I'm... Uh, uh, I'm very impressed by him. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, I think look, one of the all-time uh, stronger showings on duty box bets. If I've got to give that to Chris, that's uh, there was no way to compete. Against a that. goal and an assist on Davey, That is a huge show. He's clearly done his research, so he can help himself to a slice of cake as and when he feels like it. We're going to move straight on to the European leagues, and uh, I'm after your best bets and best games from around Europe this league this week. Uh, what have you got for us, Chris? What have you found? Well, aside from the Sevilla Lesco game, I'm looking at PSG Lyon yep. game in France. Um, I quite like the draw at 4.95. I think PSG were way too short at 1.5. Um, drawn three out of six at home, and drawn all three against the top five. Um, whilst Leon have only lost one out of five in their last against PSG. Uh, and they've been some really good goal scoring for them. I mean, they put four past Toulouse and Roma and Nancy and Dion. Um, they put 11 past AZ over two legs in the Europa League and five past Mets. So, um, all in all, I think that represents a decent chance of Leon getting something for that game, despite how good PSG are. Well, Leon are the second favourites for the Europa League. Oh, okay. So, there we go. What price are they? 4.33 mm. um, for the Europa. So presumably they're going to lose to Man United in the final. Well, I mean, obviously it depends on the draw, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Zlatan's get a hat-trick. Zlatan's get a hat-trick. I mean, but Zlatan, you know, PSG aren't missing him. They've got Cavani. He's got 38 goals in 38 games this season. Gosh. Scoring 4-5. Right then, Alex, what do you think uh, are your best games of bets from Europe? Uh, well, that is a very good question. Obviously, we've we've picked up Granada. We have picked up um, Otherwise... Any thoughts on Gladbach at Bayern? Gladbach, Bayern. Bayern are probably a bit too short. Gladbach in pretty, coming to some pretty decent form. They've got a good record against Bayern, I believe. Yeah, they're win to draw two lost ones at the start of last season. There we go. So potentially not team to lay Bayern? I'd say so, yeah. Or I think you can probably get a goal on the handicap. Um, yeah. For Gladbach. Chris, I think you tipped Gladbach plus 1.25, didn't you? I did, yes. That's right, so that's um, a good one to recommend. And I guess uh, elsewhere, I think there were some uh, Italian matches that look like they're going to have plenty of goals. All right. Um, well, Piscara, Z- Zeman, the manager there, came in four games ago and won his first match 5-0. That was, that's the only match they've won this season. Okay. And they've since lost the last three, but the last two were 3-1. Basically, when Zaman is in charge of a team, his team's go overs. Yeah. Is massive overs. So. Right. Right. were quite interesting to watch under him, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah, he didn't last very long, but it was fun. 
Um, so yeah, get on the over three and a half in that match. Over three and a half. We'll yeah, that down against uh, Atlanta. Sounds great. Lost seven one last week. Oh no, <laughs> could be a lot of defensive balls there. Right then, and um, we will move on to our for and against, uh, where we I give these two a bet and ask flip um, a coin, and that will be Chris, though, the newcomer, the, the call on whether on the coin, uh, and he will choose whether to propose or propose uh, this bet. I had to change from recommending a rugby bet, because uh, Chris apparently knows nothing about rugby or indeed any other sport apart from football. So this is this is a bit of a, a bit of a wild card, folks, but uh, the bet uh, I will toss, no, I'll read you the bet first. Uh, the bet is, I reckon MMA superstar Conor McGregor is way too long at nine to one to beat Floyd Mayweather in a hypothetical fight that may or may not happen. So, toss a coin cord in the air. Uh, heads. Heads, do you want to propose or oppose that? I am going to say it's too long at 9 one. So you're saying it's too long, so you're proposing that. Good. Points of order for creativity and or style. Uh, well, I think he's, he's too long at that price because Mayweather's not getting younger. Um, neither, neither is McGregor, but fair point. No, but I think, I think Mayweather's a bit older, isn't he? Sure. Considering, I mean, I think my understanding is in boxing that can make a bit of a difference when it comes to pace, uh, getting round. I think pace may be his, his route in there, oh, and he is a he is a quick quick guy. Um, you're testing my knowledge here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's all you got. You go straight over to Alex. Floyd's the greatest pound for pound uh, boxer <laughs> in history. As he reminds us on a regular Exactly. Basis. So um, he should probably be 1.01 against the guy who doesn't really know what he's doing in a boxing room. It's probably a, a fair a fair point. And. Chris, you, you tried. You <laughs> tried to do that. Yeah, you did well, but I think I better split the cake on this occasion and give the other half of the chocolate skinny, chocolate Guinness cake to Alex. I'm sure McGregor will be delighted to share it with you. <laughs> right now, as you'll have heard, George isn't with us today, uh, but he has recorded um, his analysis on Six Nations, the final weekend of which is this weekend. Can England get the Grand Slam? I'm sure that George has the insight for us in this pre-recorded section. Take it away. The title may have been decided, but there's plenty of uh, plots and stories to look forward to ahead in this weekend's Six Nations matches. First of all, we'll go in chronological order for the Saturday. First up is Scotland versus Italy. Um, Scotland uh, were at the wrong end of the demolition at Twickenham on Sunday, and they were in a record hiding. Bit of a disappointing performance for them, considering how well they've played so far throughout the Six Nations. But they must refocus now, and it's give Vern Cotter a fond farewell. It is his last uh, game in charge of Scotland. Um, and we think, despite these setbacks, now they're back at Murrayfield, they should have no problem seeing off this rather doomed Italian side, who are already destined for the wooden swing for the third time in four years. Italy's been a case of deja vu against France, so in it, 40 minutes, and having remained competitive up to half-time, they just ran out of steam again. Um, this means they've now lost the second half of all four matches this year by a combined total of 115 points to 12 compared to 57-38 in compared to 57-38 first half deficit. Um, and we suggest this is probably the best uh, betting angle to take again. The second half handicap is currently set at minus 12 for Scotland. Um, they'll be wanting a bonus point win because a bonus point will give them a good chance of finishing in the top three, which represents a very successful tournament, I think. Um, but it's also a chance to improve their points difference, which took a bit of a hammering at Twickenham last week. 
Next up, we have France versus Wales. Um, although these guys are just battling out for a position in the table, it's actually quite an intriguing game because Wales sits sixth in the world rankings, France are eighth in the world rankings, and after this tournament, the World Rugby Union stupidly draw for the Rugby World Cup, and so it means whoever's ranked ninth in the world will be in the group of death as Wales were for the 2015 World Cup. So if they lose, whoever loses this match will be in danger of being in that position. Um, Wales have uh, dominated the recent head-to-head. -head. They've uh, won each of the last five, including the last two at the Stade de France. Um, however, all these victories came during Philippe Saint-André's reign um, in charge of Le Bleu. Um, but they look a much better outfit on their Guillaume Lovez. Um, they were impressive and they have tough away matches at Twickenham and, and at the Aviva, whilst uh, at home they've overcame the informed Scottish side. Um, so far they've had seven home matches under Novos and they've won four and all that three defeats have been against uh, three best sides in the world, England, Australia and New Zealand. Wales' main issue this whole tournament has been inconsistency at home. They get up for games, they punt up and um, but it's really good performances, but away from home, it's, there's been very few positives to take out of the games. Uh, we think, Rob, you know, they're a bit of a reactive side and they only play well under, under the pump when they have a point to prove. Um, so with this in mind, I think we're going to side with the French. Um, although we can't see them smashing the Welsh because the French don't really beat anyone heavily these days. The only time they've been by more than uh, more than a converted try difference since 2011 in the Six Nations is Italy. So a you get a France one to ten win margin at three point one um, with Betfair. And finally, the well, the most intriguing game, probably the best game of the weekend, is Ireland versus England. As you said, the championships over. England have won, but there's still plenty plenty at stake. Um, England are chasing that world record 19th straight win and looking to cut the first side to win back-to-back Grand Slams in the Six Nations era. Um, well, England won't, and meanwhile Ireland won't be uh, short of motivation, having already ended New Zealand's World Cup winning run at 18, about six months ago. Um, and it's also St Paddy's Day weekend, uh, St Paddy's Day Friday, it's the weekend of the electric atmosphere in, um, in the Aviva. Um, and they still put, the, put themselves under a bit of pressure, you know, because they... Uh, they finish, they don't win this game in all likelihood, they'll finish fourth in the standing. It was a bit of a disappointment considering how much confidence they had coming into the tournament. They're also unbeaten at home in the Six Nations under Joe Smith, winning eight and drawing one of their nine matches, so they'd love to keep that intact. England actually have a really poor record in Dublin, mate, losing five of their last six. Um, but you've got to say, and before that was their victory in 2003 when they hammered them. During that time, though, you know, this is probably the most mentally strong. Um, a most driven side to come visit. In the past, they've been accused of being overawed by the situation. Under Stuart Lancaster, they've definitely tagged as too nice. Under Jones and Dylan Hartley, they, um, they certainly have a winning mentality, a toughness, and a mean streak about them that usually gets them over the line in some trying circumstances. Um, as we've got accustomed to, they have a very strong bench. Uh, Vodopolo's back, Anthony Watson's on the wing, I think, to deal with the high ball that you can expect against Ireland. But Ireland will have probably their key, if not their, one of their most key players in Conor Murray at scrum half. Um, 
And so I think everything's pointing towards uh, an England win. I know Ireland haven't lost much, but I think this England side, they just don't look like they know how to lose at the moment. Um, I don't know, I can see the breaking of the all-time record given to that 19-match winning streak. We, I think personally it should be about a seven-point favourite, but on the handicap line they're four-point favourite, so take them at minus four on the handicap um, for a bit more value rather than just a win. So the win is at 1.62 favourites, and on the minus four handicap they are at evens. Um, so there are your three bets. Scotland minus, the, minus 12, second-half handicap. France, one to ten point win margin. England, minus four handicap. Cheers. Thank you very much for joining us for the Football Form Labs podcast. As always, these tips will go up on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Football Form Labs. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Football Form Lab. That's no S, uh, where we will be promoting some of our odds checker previews that we have written this weekend. You can sign up to Formula Max or Formula Black at any time. The promo code OLDSCHECKER gets you a 20% discount, but there is a free two-week trial either way where you can see lots of player analysis, some strong trends, and all sorts of other things to help you make informed choices on your bets. Uh, next week, we've got the international break, uh, but we'll be back with all the analysis we can find, uh, and it's sure to be another great podcast this time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from us. Thank you very much.